If you love tights and fights, give us a five-star iTunes review like Tomtastic Mastic, who recommends you listen, like, love, and five-star the show, exclusively in that order. Tights and Fights Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Al and there's Daniel and there's guy Oh, yeah. Come on. You know I got you. Come on. Yeah. Stop the podcast. <laughs> For those about to talk, what you want? You know you want wrestling with Tyson fights. I'm not even going to try to rhyme it. I, I need to have some voice left. I hope you all understand. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm your pod pal, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the American Daydream, Danielle Radford. Hi, uh, rest in peace, Chris Warren. Rest in peace, Chris Warren. <laughs> he did that, right? It's, it's gotta be. Yeah, it's, it's screamy. If it's not, it's someone they hired to be Chris Warren, and that makes me sad. Screamy AF. And the skittish British, Lindsay Kelk. <laughs> that's, that's true. How did you know? You kept sort of shifting yeah. around. Just don't don't make any subtle movements. I won't. I know you're looking Under at the, the exit. Under the ring. I'm just gonna stay calm. Coming up on this week's show, the revival shakes Matt's nerves and rattles Jeff's brain. Too much Enzo will drive us insane. Roman broke Bronze Will. But what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. <laughs> All right, let's get right into the match with the biggest Yikes. implications for Sunday's show. Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. Joe looked as competitive as anyone has against the Beast so far. However, he still lost to a desperation F5 out of the Coquina Clutch. Uh, there's a lot of talk in the wrestling industry. And, and among fans that we hear that you can take a loss and still come out of it looking stronger. And I don't think there's any doubt that Samoa Joe looked super strong here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I felt like he should have been the one who walked away with the title. It just made sense from the story they were setting up. So, Danielle, do you think him taking the loss here undercuts the strength that they had him exhibit at the top of the match? Or did it come off as a fluke win? For me, it came off as a fluke win. So I think that Samoa Joe still looks strong. I was ready for him to win too, but I'm just done with the Brock story. And if the, yep. if that story can now be Samoa Joe, and it can be someone who wants to be around and doesn't want to like yep. go back and chill with Sable for you know 20 months out of the year <laughs> and then come back for WrestleMania. But it was a great match. The talk is that Brock Lesnar really, really liked working with Joe because he liked that he gave it as good as he got. Right. Yeah. So I don't think it hurt Joe at all. But yeah, it would have been super nice if Joe would have gotten the win. Of course I want Joe to win. I've yeah. been saying I want Joe to win. Bwomp, 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 bwomp. I'm just going to do that. Lindsay, do you... Somebody has to take the title off of Brock Lesnar at some point. Yes. I don't think he's going to hold it until WrestleMania. Is Samoa Joe the right guy to take the title off of him? And if not him, who? I don't know. I mean, I love the match. I love Joe. I would have loved to see it. Like you say, I really felt their chemistry was amazing. You could see they had agreed beforehand just to go out and kill each other. Yeah. It was like the opposite of his match with Ambrose, which was like, we had no conversation and I hate you. Um, so this was just like, let's just do this. And it was so much fun. And yeah, I don't think it hurt Joe. 
I think Joe still comes out looking like a strong contender because with Brock being so unbeatable for so long, I think saying I came this close to getting you does mean you get another shot at this because it's not like anyone else where it's like you have to beat them to get the shot at them. It's like, it's Brock. You you just need to have like slapped his face a couple of times to deserve another shot because otherwise he's just going to F5 you and German suplex you to death. You know, like we said, there were moments when I was watching it, I'm like, he's going to win this. Yeah. And I couldn't quite believe it. And it was the most fun I've had watching a Brock match in I don't know how long. Oh my God, in so long. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was, I was able to avoid spoilers because I watched the last hour of it the next day. Yeah. And wow. I was glad That's, that I yeah. avoided them. And, and it was really entertaining. And Brock is one of those guys who is not built for long programs because he's not around that long. His last sustained program was with Goldberg, who was also a part-timer. Mm-hmm. So it was Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. WrestleMania, done. This, I think, because we're so close to SummerSlam... Uh, hopefully Samoa Joe stays in the title picture, and, yeah. he, and he very very well may, uh, because that, that match at Great Balls of Fire also tied into the Braun versus Roman match because of the next night on Raw. But first, let's talk about the ambulance match, <laughs> which Sorry. I thought I, ac- I thought it was a fantastic match, first of all. I, I really enjoyed it. Another great for for the, the, the yeah, yeah. dumbest named pay per view in history. <laughs> it was a great pay per view. It was a really great pay per view. It was so much better than it had any shot yeah. of being. That's one of those moments where I'm like, are they fucking with me? Where you take the best booked pay per view and you give it the dumbest name, or yeah. did someone realize this is the dumbest name we've ever had? This pay per view yeah. has to be fucking good. We need Twitter to say, oh, this is actually good for people to turn on halfway through because yeah. so many people must have just been like, no. Nah. No, no, not doing Plus it. Plus, also the memes, man. Just the memes. <laughs> yep. Eat <I> balls. Think... <laughs> so many eat balls. Eat so many balls. <laughs> eat so many balls. All the balls. Flaming oh, balls. Regular no, balls. That is, oh. Someone, look, either someone got fired for that or that is now Vince McMahon's yeah. favorite cameraman. <laughs> I believe we know what the answer is. <laughs> <laughs> Eat balls. Throughout the evening, they kept saying, the inaugural Great Balls of Fire. Yep. The very first Great Balls of Fire. I'm like, oh, this has gone too well. They're going <laughs> to no, do this to us no. again. Well, like, and even, again, they just they love their own bullshit things where it's yeah. like, you guys, you are literally in charge of every single part of this. So when you're like, it's the first one, it's like no one yeah. gifted shush, that to shush. you. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe Vince won't be here next year and there won't be another one. I mean, <laughs> oh, no. we've got to find a silver lining in sad things. It'll be the Vincent K. McMahon Memorial <laughs> Great Balls, Balls of, of Fire. fire. The oh, genetic jackhammer God. presents. Vince uh, would have loved this most of all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now here's a 20-minute retrospective on Katie Vick, just for Vince McMahon. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about the ending yes. post-ambulance match, where <laughs> Rowan Reigns tossed Braun into the ambulance, then drove off with him, only to back into a truck. What did you guys think of <laughs> Reigns committing vehicular manslaughter after losing to Braun Strowman? And then they pulled him out with the jaws of life. Yeah. yeah. And then he's yeah. like like a swamp monster. He just sort of loped off. Yeah, because that's what you do with your top baby face, right? You have him lose clean and then have him try and kill a guy. Well, he's not. He, he's, he's not he's a good still, guy. He's not yeah. a bad guy. He's just the guy. I just tried to kill a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be his defense in court. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm just the guy. I'm just and then the like, guy. you know what? He's right. You can't really. He's he's not a good guy or a bad guy, Your Honor. <laughs> he's just the guy, Your Honor. We sentenced we him to, communi- to community service of uh, drinking tea with his daughter or whatever. <laughs> yeah. He's so good at that. But apparently, WWE, when you murder somebody with a car, 
The next step is to say that you are owed a WWE yes. title shot. So both Roman and Joe stake their claim to the Universal title as the number one contender at SummerSlam. Let's listen to a few of the gems from that segment. Because you didn't know how to handle Braun Strowman, and you're never around to. Hold it down, hold it down, hold it down. Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. You gotta be kidding me. You don't deserve buddy. You know in your heart of hearts, if you're really honest with yourself, you didn't beat me last night, you escaped me. Hey, excuse me, excuse me, and excuse me. Let's just get one excuse thing me. straight. Excuse From my me. opinion, and my opinion does matter around here. Does the big dog that put the Undertaker on a Samoan matter. trophy case? <laughs> That's, That's a, a claim boy. for a title opportunity. The excommunicated Samoan thrown out of his own tribe that took an F5. <laughs> You'll never see Brock Lesnar in a title match again. Mark my word. He wasn't saying tribe like how Instagram girls say tribe, was he? No, he nope. was not talking about Just his squad. No. He was definitely not like, oh, my squad. Yeah, he's talking about an actual tribe. <laughs> Look it up. Not an Urban Dictionary, kids. (laughs) So the result of this Hmm. is next week we get Roman versus Joe with the winner challenging Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I'm going to throw out right now to the surprise of no one that Braun Strowman's going to interfere and it will become a fatal four-way match. Is the best case scenario what I just laid out where all four men are wrestling for the universal title at SummerSlam? Yeah. It's what we want. It might not be what we get. I just want you to be. What do you prepared. think we're going to get? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I felt so thrown. Enzo by versus how much... Cass for yes, the universe. I hope title. so. Yes, this is Brock. Big uh, <laughs> <Yes>. Cass. <laughs> yeah, that would be a fun. Okay, time. yeah. Let's be fair, because in that one you would literally just have Brock using Enzo as a weapon, and I'm ready for that. Yeah, that would be a good time. <laughs> just like throwing, it, like just whacking him like a chair up against Cass's back. He's seven back. feet tall, and you can't teach that, but you can kill it. You can, you can kill, kill it. it. You, you can, can kill, kill it, it with this tiny man with silly hair. <laughs> uh, I'm in for that. I just, honestly, I felt so taken aback by how much I enjoyed. Brock Joe that I was like I'm not even going to speculate on this um, that it I mean I, it is seem what they're saying it does seem that that's what they're setting it up for um, I just don't I don't want you to get your hopes up Hal well and I also I don't well. again still all day long Danielle Radford two dudes two dudes yeah and it doesn't it seem like too much to throw all those four they're very big characters all four of them so yes. how does that necessarily work too because I think you have a pair of feuds in this in this case that all sort of revolve around trying to jockey for that top position on Raw. And so the best thing to do is put them all in a match at the big pay-per-view and that'll blow it off. Hmm. And then from there you have whoever your champion is, whether it's Brock, whether it's any of the four of them. And then they all move on to new feuds from there. In theory, and hopefully. Yeah. yeah. So when Enzo wins, yeah. then he is when now Enzo the universal, is the universal champion. champion. Cass moves on to nothing. Uh, let's talk about Alexa Bliss retaining her title against Sasha Banks. Did you guys like the spot with Alexa showing off her double-jointed elbows and making people think she had a compound fracture? Because I feel like she's done that she before. She has done that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the After an only, arm bar. Yeah, I was like, hang on a minute. When everyone's like, what is she doing? Yeah. She's doing that thing that she does. But she hasn't done it on Raw, has she? No. I don't know. Was it she just NXT? It, it was, no, it was uh, on SmackDown was on against Smackdown. Becky Lynch. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I knew she'd done it, and I was a little taken aback by how shocked everyone was. But then, like, I, it's the story, so I'll be quiet. Yeah, I don't <laughs> mind it. I, yeah, it's I don't. I don't mind her doing it on Raw once. Yeah. She can literally never do that again. No, 
She can't like, do doing that thing she does. Stop it. But that is a really cool spot. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and that's a great way if you're someone who is both double-jointed and a big-ass heel. Yep. It's a great way to get yeah. a, a win over... I guess Sasha's a baby face. I don't have to like it. Just, um, but nope. the ending where she just beat the bejesus out of her, I loved it so much. Oh, my God, I loved it so it much. Like, when she did that double knees. Yes. And yeah. I was like, ah. And she, like, she spit her open, right? Uh, Alexa's nose or her lip was bleeding right at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, wowzers. Did you like the match? the Oscar-Nikki ma- Nikki Cross match. Um, <laughs> I did. I did like the match. I thought it was really fun. I thought they both... It felt like real chemistry of, like, they dislike each other yes. in this story. They right. really don't. You know, Sasha doesn't think she deserves to be here. You could really feel it. Whatever weird shit their characters have been through, like, their characters are so well-defined and you know exactly who they are that, of course, when you put them together. And that's why there are those rumors that, like, oh, they have real heat, they have yeah. real heat. See that I, I don't know off. if they have real heat or if they're just both really just fucking so good. good performers See, that does piss me with off really clear is, characters who really care about wrestling. It's like yeah. straight-up misogyny where it's like, oh, these two women are so good at performing in the ring that I believe they hate each other. They must hate each other in real life. It's like, no Maybe they're just really good. They're, maybe they're just yeah, maybe, amazing at their jobs. Yeah, maybe they're just incredibly talented yeah. people. Yeah. Like, Beam me green. All right, let's talk about Raw's tag title scene. The Hardys lost to Sheamus and Cesaro in a 30-minute Iron Man match. Uh, it was a way better match than I thought it would be, the story of which was the Hardys continually trying to catch up mm. to Sheamus and Cesaro. Mm-hmm. And do you guys agree that this was the best version of this match between these two teams that we could have seen? I think so. Yeah. I'm so ready for it to be over as a feud that yeah. I I had very little expectation for the match in general. I, mm. full disclosure, went to start making dinner because I'm like, ah, it's half an hour. It, uh, <laughs> I can put the pasta on and, and it's, ha- it's half an hour with quote unquote veterans. Yeah. No, exactly. I was like, everyone no, did good. And I guess yeah. that, that's the benefit of having four people in one of those matches yeah. with like an Iron Man match where it's like, somebody get to go night nicely sleep for a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then come back well fleshed. Yeah. There are so many older gentlemen. Gentlemen in this match that it's like Cesaro's like I just I'll just keep running I'll just keep I'll running. just do stuff yeah. I'm fine yeah, I'm gonna live forever day. I'm the Swiss Superman like I'm it's it's cool I'll be your Ken doll whatever y'all need so call me give me more things no but yeah that match was way better than I yep. thought it had any right to be and honestly like. That's one of those things where when they decide that they want to do something new with the tag titles or the women's matches or anything like that, Iron Man match, put it on a tag team, something we've never seen before. That is exactly Mm -hmm. what I want to see happen. It went really, really well. So I'm hoping that maybe once a year we'll get to see an Iron Man tag match. I think that could be really fun because we're always these like ladders and throw yourself off of this thing and do all this other stuff. It's like, nah, man, you got four people in there. And in that, that's one of those cases where it is okay for me to have four people because you're supposed to or five, whatever. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no one sacrificed themselves. No one put themselves through anything, especially high spot, danger spot. Mm -hmm. It was just good wrestlers wrestling a good match. Yeah, Mm -hmm. good, good reminder that the Hardys actually know how to work. Because they're known as stuntmen. But the next night, they lost to the club, (laughs) and then they got beat down by the Revival. Assuming that they're not going to be broken anytime soon, is losing continually the way to go as a storyline? I don't think it hurts them. I think they're so strong in their characters and in their legacy on who and what they are. They could come out and lose every week for the next six years, and people would just be like, that's the thing they do now. It's fine. Jump off a ladder, Jeff, and break your own neck. They wouldn't care. They just want to see them do what they do and come out and dance and 
I, yeah. they, they're so there and yeah. they're so solid. They're just returning to the ashes from whence they came. Yeah, yeah. and also, you know what? Legends putting new dudes over. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind that. Yeah, I don't and mind the club that at all. Needed the win and the and revival. How, how much did you so pop great. when you heard "Say so Yeah"? Happy. Come on. That was amazing. Yep. And even if it is just to pick the bones off of Legends, but that's who the Revival are. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that Shatter Machine, come on. Come They're on. smart. They're good. Uh, moving on. After The Miz retained his IC title, it looks like it'll be The Miz Taraj versus Seth and Dean. All right. <laughs> Seems like the storyline oh, here. Oh, Calc. Oh, Calc. Are, are, are Dean and Seth learning to be friends again and learning to love each other like brothers after a terrible rift between the two? And <laughs> is there anything that we can do to break this orbit that The Miz and Dean Ambrose seem to be in with one another? Don't there are more people on the roster, right? Can somebody go to <laughs> WWE.com and just list five what wrestlers who Dean are not either have of them? Over whoever is booking this. I How? don't know what's happening anymore. I genuinely thought I'd gone mad when they were doing the Mizzies, <laughs> which I massively enjoyed. Yep. Super enjoyed the Mizzies. Really liked Maurice's dress. Really enjoyed the Miztourage. They yep. do deserve it. They do. It was a beautiful moment. And then his music hit. And I like I threw the remote across the room. I was like, no, I couldn't believe it, and yet it was all I could believe. I'm so sorry. I know that Kelk hates when she's like her, but I love it because it's <laughs> sorry, great. I'm so stressed. Oh out. no! Like, why is this happening again? Why? I just don't know. Do we? How much does any of them weigh? Is one of them like two ten, and we can like swap? Like, what can we? How can we help? I just I I could not get in those jeans. Like that's what I know, and that's I wouldn't. A... I bet he does not wash them, so I wouldn't want well, to. Well, Renee washes them. We know. <laughs> Renee washes them. <laughs> I hope so. Or their uh, task rabbit, or whatever. Their task rabbit. They task rabbit. They just buy fiber. new jeans in every city they go she to. She probably just, just replaces them when he's not looking. <laughs> yeah. Puts a new pack, and he's like, "These feel different today." I'm like, no, Man, these jeans no, are weird. The same. Why but... do these jeans feel so clean? <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> these are. They don't have the funk. I, I need my championship totally funk. A crotch oh my god! Totally a crotch you know that he keeps the jeans that he won the championship in. He's yeah. like, never wash these, and she's like, I'm gonna wash them. They're in a special trash can. I'm gonna wash them tomorrow. Oh They're it's not even in a the can. Freezer. It's a trash bag. Yeah. It's not even a can. Oh, it's got one of those Febreze trash bags, so that, <laughs> the smell doesn't get out for the rest of the house. Well, I'm so confused because like Seth lost some matches, Bray won some matches. I don't know what world this is anymore. Is up, down, is down, up, and then Dean is back in front of the mitts. And I, the whole thing was very confusing. But I would be super into heel Dean versus baby face Seth. Well, let's do this because you're so flustered I'm right really now. I'm really upset. Let's cleanse. I'm really upset about this. Let's cleanse our palates. Bring back bear. We're gonna, yeah, let's, Danielle, <laughs> we're not bringing that bear back. Why, bear why back. would you Bring drag back us back down? Bring back the bear. We're cleansing our palate. Have Dean and the bears versus Miz and the Miserage, and I'm super into that. I'm not going to lie. I'm not, no, I'm not going to lie. Dudes in bear costumes. I'm, I'm real easy to please. I would like bear versus bunny. Oh. There you go. See? Miss and bunny. that's my new Kickstarter card game. Bears versus bunnies. Okay, Danielle, you're going to cleanse our palate right now. Mm. And I'm going to close my eyes for just three quick minutes while you tell us what happened on Lucha Underground. Oh, jeez. I haven't read the script yet, you guys. I didn't watch Lucha this week. Oh, no. 
I know. I feel like oh. I've betra- I feel like I've betrayed our people. My goodness. I know. I know. I'm this so I'm so sorry. Of the highest all time. Uh, you know what? Let me recap <laughs> in your place. Okay. So out comes what's the main guy's name? Any of them. Pick no, a guy. the guy like the guy Caballero of. Lucha Underground, um, the one who runs the whole thing. Dario Cuerto. Yeah. Dario Cuerto. Yeah. Dario Cuerto came out, and he was like, guess what? We're going to have an octopus match, <laughs> which means every eight minutes, somebody comes out, but if they do a submission, they have to climb the ladder to get the belt. And the belt actually holds a briefcase that has a contract for three fleet free blizzards at Dairy Queen. But if you don't order... Uh, the blizzards. If you try to get like a peanut buster parfait, then Johnny Mundo is gonna show up, uh, and he is gonna deliver the Rockabye Go to Sleep, which is his new finisher. And what he'll do is win the Mask of Destiny, and the Mask of Destiny entitles you, you to one week at a Days in in Pensacola, Florida. <laughs> and uh, when you stay there, what is the one person who won? She had the title for three seconds. Sexy star. Then Sexy, Sexy star, star will show up and shank you uh, but she'll do it the knife is actually their new championship and whoever gets stabbed with it is holding it but for 24 hours they're not allowed to defend it because they have to be uh in holding at a local prison See, uh, also what he thinks is that he's making fun of lucha underground but i would watch all of them yeah, of course like, you holy would shit octopus match <laughs> Listen, <laughs> yeah i'm holy still shit. an octopus match what's the, yeah, what's the knife really called good. i'm in what's the knife called is it a jeweled knife el, el is it a diablo regular? el diablo del cuerto and uh the whole ring is a giant turntable now and it spins during matches very slowly yeah i would still watch it it's like hamilton it's fine. Yep. So that's the first three minutes of Lucha Underground. <laughs> now let's get into some of the matches that we saw. All right. Did I eat enough time up? Is that enough time off the clock? I get Sorry, the thumbs guys. Up. I was too busy um, getting laid off from another job and <laughs> dealing with oh, it. Oh, God. I didn't get a chance. That takes uh, time. It's okay. Take your time. You're. F- you know what? You're fine. I, I just I, I gave you the highlights. Yeah, thank you so much. I'm sh- I'm sure I was there. I bet you, you can find there. me sitting right behind the. It, it was you this were right was, in front of the band. It was taped a year and a half ago, you guys. I'm sure I was at that episode, and I'm sure I was like, "Oh my god, you mean the knife of Dario Cuerto?" Yeah, of Dario Cuerto. I was very excited. Cuerto's knife. I will stab you, and you will be champion, but only on Thursdays. See, but Dario Cuerto are so dope. Okay. Okay, we're done. We're done with that. You didn't watch. That now your punishment is you can't defend I'm it. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> can't defend it. I will do something. I will. Do, there's no. It'll be a slow week. I, I promise. I will get caught up and I will do some lucha next week. The good news is, even though they had trouble, I, they lost one of their TV contracts. They are going to start airing episodes uh, during those commercials for the tape that holds a boat together in the water. <laughs> You're the worst person. They're going to be around. right in the middle of that, so you'll be able to enjoy it. <clears throat> okay, now let's go over to SmackDown where the biggest thing that happened occurred off of TV, where AJ Styles beat Kevin Owens in Madison Square Garden to win the U.S. Championship. Now, this is not the first time a title has changed place at a house show. Probably most famous is Diesel defeating Bob Backlund in 13 seconds for the world title. But this is a more prominent feud that still has heat and has has there was still money left in the chase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it bother you? That, that this change happened, given that Styles would be a great champion and it looks like the U.S. Open challenge will return. So good. Yeah. I just would have liked to have seen it. That's my main 
beef here. Is I that's a match I wanted to see. And yeah, I think I would have liked to have seen them feud a little bit longer. And I know now there's like rematches and shenanigans, but yeah, me. Yeah, it's it's a bummer that I didn't get to see it. But at the same time, like anything that shakes up our expectations. When, oh, let me not say anything because I'm gonna say that and I'm gonna fuck myself up and they're gonna do something. I'm gonna be like, not that though, not that thing. But occasionally doing something that shakes up expectations can be a good thing. And I think when you're in a venue like Madison Square Garden, I do. I I know when they go in there, that's a big deal for them. Mm-hmm. Like Vince has a hard on for Madison Square Garden. Yeah, it's one of those venues that he loves. And so because of that, I don't know that I was expecting necessarily a title change, but I was expecting there to be something that would have mm-hmm. ramifications. Yeah. And I think that if you're one of those people who you like kayfabe, then you have to understand that like. It's important that people win and lose important matches that are not televised. I I disagree with you. I think it's, I maybe maybe it's because I go because... to so many indie matches and stuff where I'm like, oh no, I know I'm not going to see that belt change hands, and I know I'm right. not going to see that thing. I know I'm going to have to wait for that PWG DVD before I can see that because I didn't get to go. So maybe that's why I give it a little bit more like. Yeah, I just, they had a, a storyline going of Kevin Owens being the obnoxious heel who has the title, and that was still building. It's not like it was at a fever mm-hmm. pitch of, will somebody take the fucking belt off of this douchebag yeah. Canadian who keeps calling himself the new face of America? He hadn't run down a bunch of towns. They keep, like, cutting Kevin Owens' legs out from yes, under him. that's my issue is it shits on Kevin again. It's yeah. Like you build him up and you give him this belt and he carries you through whatever, like, your fallow period. He is the person that holds it all together when you don't know what else to do and then you just show on him again and it's like, no, you I, guys. Yeah, but then we did get to see him show up this week and he was and still wearing, yes, but he was <laughs> still wearing his U.S. gear. Yeah. So it was like the U.S. versus the U.S. versus John Cena, who I don't think he was wearing U.S. gear, but he's John Cena, he just so is he America. is just the U.S. He is yeah. America. Right. I get having like a change, but the the backland, the diesel thing, which is also Madison Square Garden, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they did it recently like... with Finn and Joe on NXT. That was a yeah. show. Yep. And that was kind of, I felt the same with that. I was like, oh, interesting, but me. Yeah. Let's talk <laughs> about a couple of quick things we noticed from this last week. What do you think of WWE bringing TNA's Dixie Carter onto the network to discuss Kurt Angle as part of his 24 documentary? Weird! I loved it, but that's so weird! That's how you know that she's like no longer around and it's yeah. full-on Jeff Doesn't Jarrett give monkeys. global yeah. force. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, well, if you're not with, if you're not technically with TNA or Jeff Jarrett or global force, then come on in. And honestly... She's she going to be on TV We're soon. We're in Nashville next week. Next week. Yeah. We, Nashville the big reveal's next week. Yeah. Whoever he's on the phone with, who he yeah. loves. If it's Stephanie, I'm going to drive to Nashville and punch him. Well, I'm not going to tell you where I'm going to punch him. I think we're getting Dixie. I don't want Dixie, but we're getting her. How how would you She's feel? Fine. She's a nice lady. And this is not happening because WWE did not purchase TNA. They're somehow staying afloat and and that archive is not available to WWE. But how like would you feel? About them, but that's fine. How would you feel if they were able to pull TNA, not only the, the because, a couple things that happened. Number one, you get all the footage of AJ, Joe, mm-hmm. a lot of the WWE superstars who began and then wound their careers down in WWE, had significant runs in TNA. But the other part of that is it starts throwing off, well, now the number of, of championships Ric Flair's had has gone up. And Mick Foley's number has gone up mm-hmm. because you have to start adding these championships in. So do you think that that sort of weird part that all of a sudden you have to recognize this canon 
is offset by how great it would be to have that full archive available. I would be okay with it. And also it would push Cena further back down. So that would be <laughs> exciting. Like, no, no tie with the nature boy for you, John. Um, so I'm fine with that. Yeah, it's, I don't... Also, it's all fake. The canons, yeah. and I talk about it all the time, the canon's all fake. I like comic books. I come from a comic booky people, and so this would just be like Crisis on Infinite Federations, where you just like you take them all and you're like, oh no, there was TNA and ECW and WCW and WWE, they can't exist all in separate universes, so we gotta smash them together. I'm... And then in the and then the cover is just like John Cena, and he's holding like Sasha Banks as she's doing that classic like pose. Uh, it's me, Ivan Koloff, the Golden Age Rusev. <laughs> I've come to your world now to wrestle, and tell, I'm in my prime. Uh, tell me you don't like that. Tell me that's not I'm cool. into it. Yeah. I didn't say I wasn't into it. I'm <laughs> way into it. If you've got any thoughts about this week in wrestling in this universe or others, let us know about it. Find us at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights or at tightsfights on Twitter. When we come back, Lindsay's not the only British person we're showcasing today. <gasps> I think we can only have one at a time. <laughs> there can only be one. Everybody is sorry. It's time to explain why one wrestler from across the pond is so special. That's coming up on Tights and Fights. Hello, Amita Patel. Hello, Sean David Johnson. What's going on? I think a friend of mine may have chronic pop culture deficiency syndrome. Oh, no. PCDS? What are the symptoms? Well, she doesn't know Wakanda from Westeros. Shameful. And she keeps confusing Aziz Ansari and Riz Ahmed. Oh my gosh, so sad. Kind of racist too, but what did you tell her to do? I told her to listen to our podcast, Inside Pop, of course. Fantastic idea. A weekly dose of Inside Pop will help anyone discover the best in TV, film, and music. Suffer from PCDS no more. Inside Pop has you covered every Wednesday on Max Fun. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined in the booth by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. Time for another installment of My Special Wrestler, where we invite people onto our show to tell us about a performer that they love. Our next guest is a newcomer to the world of wrestling, but there's one person who's helped her learn that wrestling is for everyone. My name is Emma Phipps. I'm a writer for Reductress, and my special wrestler is Zack Sabre Jr. actually a wrestler that I saw at the very beginning of me getting into wrestling and he's kind of the reason why I did. I am Zack Sabre Jr. and I'm proudly representing England. Zack Sabre Jr. was just introduced to WWE last year as part of the Cruiserweight Classic, but he was already introduced to Emma Phipps by a friend when they were watching WrestleMania 32. I was over at his house and we were watching stuff before like the main event of WrestleMania and he was like, oh, here, you should check out this uh, Evolve show with these guys, Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay. And boom goes the dynamite, here we go. And I was just like instantly hooked. Of uh, this man staking his claim to being the best in the world, Zack Sabre. You know, there's a lot of guys that do 
grappling and do a lot of holds, but I feel like he really puts his own sort of flavor on it. And he is so smooth. He just transitions so easily from different moves into other moves. The aim is to, to bend things that shouldn't bend in the wrong way. And Zack Sabre Jr. tying young Will Ospreay in knots right there. And here's the penalty kick by Zack Sabre Jr. Sabre with a counter, that counter. Harry Potter's not the only wizard from Great Britain. We actually went to go see an Evolve live show. And it was just like, he is so good with a crowd. He has so much attitude. So seeing him live was just like, okay, this is really my guy. Like, he's so engaging. such a sucker for British guys. So the like in-ring attire and the British cockiness, I love all that stuff. I'm such a sucker for it. I'm in a four-way elimination match. I'm gonna win that match with an armbar. I'm gonna eliminate the other three opponents with an armbar. Then tomorrow, in the finals, I'm going to win that match with an armbar. Then, because I don't speak Spanish, I'm going to rename the tournament King of the Armbars. I was really excited when I heard he was going to be in the Cruiserweight Classic because uh, I think that was a really good chance for WWE fans to get to know these really incredible wrestlers, especially him. It is a 32-man single elimination tournament. The athletes who are representing 16 countries. Let's now go to the opening ceremony. Let's meet this formidable field of 32 of the best cruiserweights on the planet. Representing England, Zack Sabre Jr. Zack Sabre Jr. is incredible. He is considered by many to be the best technical wrestler in the world, regardless of weight class. So the other thing I love about Zack Sabre Jr., he's very like vocal about his politics. When he won the Evolve Championship in February, he gave a speech at the end, and usually, like, you know, people say different kinds of things in their speeches, but he just took the mic and he was like, no wrestling is for everyone. everyone. We welcome everyone. We do not discriminate. This earth is for everyone, and professional wrestling is for everyone. Thank you, New York. Politics beat over. Such a great moment. So for him to, like, give this moment of glory over to this idea of being inclusive and progressive, I thought was really, really cool. I think that's another thing that's interesting for me being like a new wrestling fan is that I, aside from like a year or two during the Attitude Era when my brother and I were obsessed with The Rock, I don't really have that nostalgia thing. All of it is so new to me. All of the like indie guys are sort of who I'll be nostalgic about eventually. So knowing that there's still so much time left in his career, knock wood, is really, really exciting. Then I'm gonna find those creepy ice cream fellas, gonna take them out for a Guinness and a Shandy, and we're gonna have a jolly old good time. Cheerio. That was Emma Phipps, and we'll have links to where you can find her latest projects on our show page at MaximumFun.org. So for me, I don't have a ton to add here. Zack Sabre Jr. was the guy that everybody talked about coming into the Cruiserweight mm-hmm, Tournament, mm-hmm. who they wanted to sign to a contract, who didn't sign, so mm-hmm. then he left. Yep. Um, and I, I enjoyed watching him. Certainly a, a talented technical guy, but 
I don't know enough to say anything else, so I'm going to recuse myself from this part of the conversation. Danielle, <laughs> well, I've seen him in PWG. Um, he, he, you know, he's done a bunch of. Uh, he's he has he's had some great matches with Marty Scrawl, like all yeah. the stuff that they do together. It was really fun. It's amazing to watch. I do think that he's really really fun. I think that he's one of those guys who got up on the crest of that indie wave, where he's like a young bucks or like a ricochet, where it's like, of course, eventually they're going to make their way to the E if the E wants them. But right now, they're able to make a great living doing indie wrestling, which is amazing. And they'll be like a Kevin Owens where eventually, you know, he'll have like a bunch of kids and be like, oh, I got to I got to be a millionaire now (laughs) with a guaranteed job because I have to remember that I can die someday and I need to take care of a family. No, that's literally like that's that's what it is. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm like one wrong fucking tombstone pile driver away from being like not not able to do this anymore. So I need to cash in now. Yeah. He's not that guy, too. Like, he's not high spots, danger spots guy. Like, he's. Technical yeah. wrestler, like you say, and I but, honestly, yeah. honestly think. Well, I to, to agree with you. I think if he had gone now, he would be lost in the NXT shuffle oh, right now absolutely. because he is not ready for WWE. Like I think he's great to watch. I saw him get the belt at PWG against mm-hmm. Roddy. I want to say, and it was a great match. And like when how he was so excited, and it was it felt like a real moment when he had won the belt. Yes. Um, but yeah, if he went to WWE now, he'd be screwed. Like there'd be nothing nope. for him. They wouldn't get him. They wouldn't know what to do with him. And I don't think he is in a place in his own career where he would be able to assert himself and demand it. Yeah, there is literally that moment where when you think of like a PWG, everyone gets like super crazy yeah. and like PWG and you're screaming and they're just falling into chairs. Right. But those matches, they get really quiet. and Yeah, so respectful Shh. and they want to watch the wrestling. Yeah, Shh, it's wrestling. Like literally, if you start whooping and stuff, someone next to you will go like, no, it's wrestling. Yeah, you will get a "This Is Wrestling" chance. Yeah, you'll get a. But you'll this get is that when chant. someone's in a very painful move, and like not until. Let us know what you think about Zack Saber Jr. at Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash tights fights and at tights fights on Twitter. And when we come back, it's time for three more things we've loved from wrestling. That's up next on Tights and Fights. How many times has this happened to you? Oh man, if only I knew whether it was better to be too hot or too cold or who the best James Bond was, that girl would have gone out with me. Now you can with We Got This With Mark and Hal, the podcast from MaximumFun.org every Tuesday. Hey, Lois, it's Joey. The best James Bond was Daniel Craig and it's better to be too cold than too hot. Thanks, We Got This With Mark and Hal. Only on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get fine podcasts. Tyson Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin and I'm joined today by Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk. Every week we end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is the three count. Danielle, what do you want to put over? I'm putting over two things. Basically one thing, kind of two things. I know you're not shocked. (laughs) Hal's giving me his not shocked face. So I'm basically putting over the tag division because the tag division did some really awesome things this week. Mm -hmm. Starting with the Hardys throwing us a bone, giving us a little bit of their broken universe. And here's a clip. And maybe we should just fade away and classify ourselves as obsolete. Classify myself as obsolete. Obsolete! 
Oh. Apparently they've had a mule like walking along the background yeah. too and be like, ah. Vanguard I, I, one. I, re- just... <laughs> I rewatched that clip this week and the only one in it that has talent is Rebe because she's playing the piano and everyone else is like, class off of myself and absolutely. Oh boy. And the other thing I'm going to put over is the amazing beginning and end to this week's Fashion Files. So great. It's so good. Here's a clip. It's a long, dirty road full of wild and crazy dangers. That's when they all call the sexy fashion rangers. <laughs> sexy fashion rangers. Sexy fashion rangers. Sexy fashion rangers. Man, when I get married, this is this is what I'm going down the aisle with. And also, it was it was so amazingly done. Like the way that they that opening, but like we talk so often about how amazing the post department is in WWE, mm-hmm. and this is really like they got a chance to shine during this opening. You know, whoever got that was like, oh fuck, I get to work on the fashion. There's police. an editor somewhere who's very happy, so happy, yeah. and they looked so, and it was so funny. So that <laughs> that right there is a triumph of not only Brizongo but also the guys in post who we talk about all the time and how great they are at their jobs. And then at the end, when they talk about how it was. Um, um, uh, how they talked about how it was, what was it, alien? Alien, ghost aliens. Yeah, ghost aliens. And then all of a sudden it became the X-Files. That's next yeah. week, yeah. And yeah, so I like that they're doing this thing where they're teasing that we're going to, and that's again, that's a credit to Brazongo. I'm sure that they get some help with from like the writers there because usually they pick comedy writers and mm-hmm. sketch writers and stuff. But I do think so much of that comes from Brazongo and, yep. and how good they are at selling. Yeah. So that is just a triumph of everyone Honestly, they're getting to the point now where it's like, I love to see them wrestle, but like, I don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> I can just watch That's that. True. I want to see them wrestle because their matches just are great. But yeah, I could just watch them do these sketches for the rest of my fucking life and be happy. Yay! Yay! Yay. Those are my things. Lindsay. I also have two things. Okay. Yeah! <laughs> like, okay. It's rubbing off. Yeah. It's rubbing off. Okay. Uh-huh. It's okay. Uh-huh. Getting a bit, bit big, big for my boots. Um, <laughs> like Zack Sabre Jr., yeah. if you will. Uh, he's not the only wizard from England, just so you know. Uh, I have two things. One thing to, um, you know, bring up the tone. We try from time to time. I have an article from the New York Times. Oh, my. Yes, it's a media outlet. Lovely. I don't know if you're all familiar with. I love with. the media. Have yes. you heard of reading? Yes. Oh, yes. It's a newspaper, I'm don't you know? I'm quite familiar with reading. <laughs> Comes on the paper. Yes, don't you know? A young boy brings it. That's what I re- morning. I'm telling you, if you, joined, if you joined WWE, they would make you a princess. Oh, no. I, well, Because I, we've all thought about what our character would be, right? And yeah. if you had to cut promo, that's legit my straight up promo is just asshole posh British person and I'm the least posh I'm, I am an asshole but I'm not like posh at all so I'm like so what you've just got to do if you're English you just got to go in and be snooty it's a thing you do that's not what I'm putting over no uh, what I'm putting over is the New York Times article I'm sure a lot of people have already seen it online uh, it's by a filmmaker called Tim Grant um, and it's a really interesting really short piece do check it out if you get a chance if you just google New York Times uh, wrestling article it pops up first thing um, and this guy Tim made a short film uh, after meeting a indie wrestler, an indie wrestler called Cauliflower Brown uh, at a dinner party, which is delightful. Mm. Uh, and uh, he explained to him, you know, this Tim had loved wrestling as a kid and then you know, grown out of it, inverted commas. And uh, this guy <laughs> he met at a dinner party explained to him that, you know, it's not something to grow out of. It's not something to be looked down upon. And that he basically explained that he thinks wrestling is the closest art form to jazz. 
Mm -hmm. There's this freeform storytelling. uh, And this inspired Tim to go back to wrestling and to make a short film about uh, the experience. And it's really, the film is really beautiful. It's set to this beautiful aria. It's really, the slow-mo makes it look so elegant and interesting. Mm -hmm. And then there is a voiceover uh, explaining exactly what wrestling is and um, why we should all at least respect if not appreciate it and I really loved it so that's five minutes well spent of anyone's time another good way to spend your time less than five minutes if you go to everyone's favorite Syrian Canadian wrestler Sami Zayn's Twitter page right yes. now mm-hmm. which is um, at I like Sami Zayn something to help and I'm very happy to announce that I'm working now with a group called SAMS Syrian American Medical Society they are a US based non-religious, non-political, non-profit organization providing medical aid on the ground to those in Syria. They're a wonderful group and I highly recommend looking into them at sams-usa.net. That's amazing. That's great. I can't believe, I was surprised that he was allowed to do it and I'm not saying that, you know, but like this yeah. is so great mm-hmm. that he is and that he's being allowed to and that he has the support. I think that's so fantastic. Absolutely. Very yeah, cool. no, it's great. Uh, I'm going to put over three things. First. <laughs> Shut up, Hal. No, one thing. Oh, yeah. One thing you. you. One three thing. things. Here's the first thing. <laughs> is one Here's of your things thing. a charity, Hal? I did not clear this with Julia, but I'm doing a live show in Philadelphia on July 21st at 8 p.m. and you should come see it. It's at Ruba Club. Go to uh, halloveland.com for details. Number okay, two. Okay, fine. That's true. You should do that. <laughs> Number two, I'm putting over Spider-Man Homecoming because I've already seen it twice, <gasps> and it's awesome. I saw it last night. I loved it so much, yeah. you guys. It's really good. Not wrestling-related. They don't do the wrestling scene. There's no, no. you know. Uh, no Bonesaw McGraw. Bonesaw is not ready, but <laughs> oh, it's so good. And yeah. he's right. Yeah. I've seen it. Go it's see amazing. it. And now something from wrestling. Uh, Raw Talk. Why am I putting over something from Raw? Yeah, That's how good Great Balls of Fire was. And it's really nice to hear Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel use a microphone again, <laughs> uh, which they did as part of the Miz Taraj, uh, and they cut a very interesting interview. Here's a portion of what they had to say. Years. Did you know, let me bring this up, that it's been two years since I've been involved in a pay-per-view. Two years. Wow. We're two of the most talented WWE superstars today. Eh. All we need was a path, an avenue, yeah. and the Miz, the Miz gave that to us. When you look like a star and you act like a star, you are a star. <laughs> Me and Dallas, star. we were born stars. And it's not what you know, it's who you know. He has our back, just like we have his. I love this faction. Let it stay together for a long time. Yeah, I'm going to do it. That does it for Tights and Fights. Okay, wait. I do what? have something I want to put over. <laughs> yeah! Whoa! Bonus. Look, Four I'm, count. I, I I had to break my rule of actually talking from beyond the glass. This was so amazing. <gasps> it was. If anybody knows Gallows and Anderson, they know that they have a lot of respect for wrestlers. So there was a great backstage moment that happened after Raw, after they beat the Hardys, where they ran into a very great legend who I, I totally marked out for. I'm not gonna lie. What better? Excuse me, good brother. What better endorsement could a legendary tag team have than None. a member of the legendary? Harlem Heat, NWO member. Yep. Too sweet, me good brother. <laughs> Look at that. Too sweet. Stevie no. Ray, good brother. Stevie sweet. Ray. Stevie Ray. Harlem Heat, Gallows and Anderson. Legends. Anything else, nerd? <laughs> well, after you guys won against the Hardys, uh, the Revival went out and attacked them again. One what are your thoughts the on that? I see Stevie what they Ray, do you think mm-hmm. we care about the Revival? I don't think you should ever care about anything but breaking necks and cash and checks. <laughs> That's it right there, baby. Be mean, make green. He gets it. Stevie Ray ain't too sweet in you, nerd. 
<laughs> Not <laughs> the greatest. I love Stevie Ray. I think he's an underappreciated part of tag team history. And I know he was never as good as Booker because Booker's, there's only one. But it's just great to see them bring him on for a little cameo like that. And to do something where he puts over the young guys, but not by letting them beat him in a match, but by kind of like saying you guys are bad, but just like I was bad back in the day. Great stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. And also, it's like, people have been like, oh, Black Genetti. No, he's still, he's still cool. <laughs> um, and that moment, um, and you could kind of hear it in there, where they go to Too Sweet, not Tom Phillips, and and, um, and then he Too Sweets himself, and he's like, no, nerd. Oh, everything is so wonderful. Oh, oh yeah. So Mirror good. universe Tom Phillips. Yeah. <laughs> Shorter beard. Tom Phillips. Yeah. Mm, do you like my grooming? <laughs> they made a Tom Phillips you can put in your pocket. Oh, no. That one only lasts two hours. Yeah. Only two hours. Take a shorter flight. Yeah. Take a shorter flight. He would that, need a boost to cushion. <laughs> that does it for Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. Work. This week, our hosts are Danielle Radford and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin. Lindsay's got a new book out soon. Check our show page for more details about it and when she might be coming to your town soon. She's hitting the loops. <laughs> our producer slash seducer is Julian Burrell. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long at facebook.com slash group slash tightsfights and at tightsfights on Twitter. And if you love the show... Hey, remember to hit those five stars on iTunes and share us with all your friends. If you aren't, what are you even doing in life? Thank you so much to all the Maximum Fun members who support our show and keep the lights on for this particular podcast. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.